Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Welcome back to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome to Maynard program. And if you have ever wondered how to let go or smash procrastination, you are in the right place. In this episode, we will be talking about the six most common reasons why we procrastinate. So the deeper layers of procrastination, not just the surface stuff and action steps or things that you can try right now after you stop uh, listening to the podcast, things you can try right now to do something about it and stop procrastinating. Now, if this podcast is helpful If you have liked it, I would be so, so, so grateful if you could share it with one friend that you feel would benefit from the podcast as well. That would be absolutely amazing. So when we procrastinate, we don't procrastinate because we are stupid or because we are lazy or because we have no willpower or because we don't know what we want or because we can't be successful. All of that stuff is untrue. It just makes us feel worse and triggers more negative emotions and usually worsens uh, procrastination and imposter syndrome and feeling inadequate. The real reason why we procrastinate, we have to keep in mind that your mind, when it's making you do something or not do something, always has your safety and protection um, as a first priority. So the reasons why we might be procrastinating is number one, pretty obvious, fear of failure. If deep down in our heart, in our mind, in our energetic system, we have this fear that we might fail and we know how painful that would be, then our mind, you know, is going to say, hey, I have a perfect solution. I'm going to make you procrastinate. So you never really tried, so you can never really fail, right? Super simple mechanism, yet very powerful. And some of the reasons we might be deeply afraid of failure is if we don't want to experience the sadness of not manifesting the life we want or if someone that really mattered to us or that we loved or was a figure of authority like our mom or a dad or the person who raised us or even a teacher said you will never amount to anything or you are a failure or you are stupid or you can't be successful and those are so hurtful things to hear and to experience that part of our mind doesn't want to go back there. Part of our mind doesn't want to take the risk to experience that kind of very hurtful emotions. And part of the, our mind doesn't want those people to be right. So it is going to be easier to procrastinate and not do something rather than try and fail, in which case that mean teacher or our wicked aunt or our mean mom or not mean mom would be right when she said, you will never amount to anything. And because that would be too much to handle or too painful to deal with, our mind is just going to stop us right in our tracks and even prevent us from us getting ourselves in any situation that could trigger those emotions. So it's going to successfully make us procrastinate because when we procrastinate, we can't go full in. And when we can't go full in, well, we can't feel that we failed because we never really tried. Reason number two is fear of success. So similar mechanism, just different outcome. If part of us is afraid of success, which is more common than we think, if part of us associates 
an undesirable outcome with us being successful or painful emotions with us being successful, it is also going to do everything it can to sabotage our efforts and from us to be successful. So typical examples I've seen with clients is some clients when they were kids they saw their parents being super successful in their business or career and then they got a divorce. So there is a negative association with success and relationships and deep down we feel well if I'm successful my partner might break might break up on me uh, with me or I might go through a divorce as well or my relationships are not going to work out. Other examples is some people unfortunately lost someone who was very close to them when they were successful too. So now your mind associates success with death. Other examples could be if you grew up with a very abusive, like emotionally or physically abusive parent or a controlling person or partner or a narcissist that couldn't stand when you were successful or when the attention was on you or who guilt tripped you uh, into feeling horrible because they said basically, oh, I'm so miserable, I'm so depressed, I have no one, and you are so busy because you're successful. Or even if we had good grades, you know, when our mom or our parents or someone who took care of us gave us shit for when we were successful or get comp- got compliments from other people and they would kind of guilt trip us, guilt trip us we feel miserable or say they're worthless. So then we associate us being successful with someone else being unhappy or guilt tripping us, with which of course is very painful and our mind will want to avoid as well. So now it's going to make you procrastinate so you don't have to be successful and you don't have to go through the painful consequences associated with success from your past or from your generations or ancestors or past lives. Number three is overwhelm or exhaustion. So pretty obvious too. If you are at a point in your life right now where you feel overwhelmed or exhausted or you've done so, so much or you are, you know, flirting with burnout or maybe in your business you've tried and tried and tried a specific way and hasn't worked and your system is just done. Your system has been in fight or flight. Maybe it's an external source of stress. Even the world events that have been happening the past 20 months are a huge source of stress. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of division, family breaking apart because they don't have the same opinions about things, which is absolutely heartbreaking. So when we have a system that is in constant fight or flight, like an underlying constant fear about money or not being able to provide for a family or not being able to pay our bills or worry that we're going to be ill or worry that our relationships are breaking up because we have different opinions, etc., etc., or wondering if we will ever be successful. When we are experiencing those emotions, there are specific chemicals that are being released in our body that trigger fight or flight. This is a very simple explanation, right? It's more complex than that, but to make it simple. And when we have chemicals, when we are experiencing fight or flight, our system is has the perception that there is a threat to its survival. So instead of our body repairing and regenerating and our cells and our DNA and all of the smaller structures in our body repairing and regenerating and resting, they are always in fight or flight, so either fleeing a perceived danger or feeling that they have to fight an enemy. And when that happens, eventually your system will get 
exhausted. That can also happen if there has been a death in the family or if someone we know has been ill and we've been caring about them or worrying about them. And as we exhaust ourselves more and more, it can be very subtle where we don't necessarily realize what's going on, but it's still going on. At some point, our body will need a break and what is not acknowledged in acknowledge in our body, in our physical being, in our mind, is going to come out another way. And that way can be procrastination. It's your mind telling you that you need a chill pill, you need to take care of your body, you need to rest, and you need to recharge your battery. So it's going to tr- stop you in your tracks by making you procrastinate. Number four is misalignment. And this is a huge one. So let's say, and this has happened to many of my clients, unfortunately, where they hired business coaches who taught them stuff that did not feel aligned right so for example sending three or five hundred dms a month cold dms uh, with the goal of like one or two or three percent converting or constantly being reaching out to people in big groups or trying to sell in a way that doesn't feel aligned to them or making them dance on reels when they don't want to be dancing on reels or, you know, a bunch of stuff that doesn't feel aligned with our value. So there is a difference between ego and higher self. So sometimes if I will tell someone you need to do lives and they're like, oh no, live videos are misaligned when what they're really saying is I, I'm freaking out that I'm going to be judged. So I'm going to blame it on misalignment when in fact it's fear-based. So when I talk about misalignment, it's just something that doesn't float our boat, that is not coherent with our values, that even when we have full confidence, full self-worth, it's still something that we wouldn't want to be doing. So when you are misaligned, when you're being told to do something that actually doesn't feel good or feel right, when you're told to send cold messages, when you want to do attract attraction marketing and attract people to you your mind is going to be like no we're not doing this and it's going to make you procrastinate sometimes very creatively by fooling yourself into thinking you're busy with other stuff that actually doesn't move the needle forward in your business so misalignment is a huge one when we feel we have to do something or we've been advised to do something we we feel that doing it a certain way is the only way which is never true uh, that deep down just doesn't feel good then we're going to procrastinate about it Whereas when you have strategy that feels soul aligned, that really resonates with you, that is clear, that makes sense, it is so much easier to take action without even having to force ourselves. Number five is lack of clarity. When we don't have a clear action plan of, you know, basically whatever you want to do, not only growing a business, but I experienced that when writing an academic paper or when I played golf at national level, you know, you kind of needed an action plan on what to focus on, what techniques or what movements to focus on to, you know, improve in competitions. When we don't have a clear action plan, when we don't really know where to start or when we feel we have so many things that we should be doing floating on in our mind without like crystal clarity on what would really move the needle forward, it is also going to be recipe for procrastination because our mind is a goal striving mechanism where it it likes to have a clear project or goal or objective and then follow a specific path to get there with you know adjustments along the way as the universe always surprises us but if we don't have a plan that makes sense to our mind we're going to procrastinate and that's what happened when i wanted to start my social media platforms Uh, when i was told to start social media i didn't have a niche yet and for me it was so unclear 
what the hell I would do and post on Facebook. So I procrastinated about it for five entire months and looking back it was probably for the best because if I had started a random Facebook account or business page or Instagram account not really knowing what I was doing and not having a clear content plan that converts people from cold to sold, it wouldn't have worked and it would have planted a bunch of limiting beliefs that social media doesn't work. So because I did not have clarity on how I was going to grow my business, how I was going to get clients, because I didn't have a plan that made sense to me, then it was kind of like floating in clouds and not really knowing where to start, which which made me procrastinate. Reason number six is not spending enough time doing what you love. So go the fuck, have some fun, okay? We are human beings, not human doings. And sometimes we get so caught up in the process that we forget to enjoy the process. When we have a specific goal of scaling to six or seven figures, to traveling in business class and being able to buy our dream home for ourselves or our family and have an interior designer so it can look like Pinterest and all of those things that we want, we sometimes get so caught into the process and working our ass off to build it that we actually don't have any joy. And I listened to a podcast episode recently where they said, if you knew you would die in one year, would you be satisfied with how you're living your life? And I was like, holy guacamole. Like, that's a very good question because sometimes we feel, oh, this goal I'm going to reach in three or four or five years, you know, I can just toughen up and and invest a lot of my time and energy right now these next either six months or one year or two or three years, and it will be so satisfying when I get to my goal. But actually, we are not enjoying the process and we are kind of slaving around in our business. And if we died in one year, we would think, oh my God, I didn't even enjoy life. I didn't spend time doing what I want my business to give me, which is time, freedom, and enjoying life. So go have fun. Maybe you're procrastinating because your mind wants you to have fun, which is your natural state of being. Do what you love. Go to the lake, see friends, bake a cake, walk your dog, start a painting YouTube channel, get a lizard, like whatever floats your boat, meditate, start yoga, handstand practice, kickboxing, whatever it is that you want to do that completely gets your mind off business, that brings you joy and that is fun, you know, embodying that next level of ourselves who is already having a fun and restful and peaceful and fulfilling life is ultimately the best way to get to Rome and attract more of that in your life. So what can you do if you have found yourself procrastinating? Number one is do what you dislike first. And there is no specific order in which I'm, you know, giving you these action steps you can take. But number one is do what you dislike first. Because once it is out of the way, it's going to be so much easier to get all of the rest done rather than having to live with the anxiety throughout the day or the week, knowing that there is this one thing we don't want to be doing that is coming up. It's just going to make us so much more unproductive Whereas if we suck it up and do it first thing in the morning or on Monday, then it is out of the way. Number two is have a smaller yet actionable to-do or to-manifest list or building uh, business building list or whatever you're you know doing right now. When we have a mile long to-do list and kind of wishful thinking of all of the things we wished we got done within a week, 
which might happen if you are extremely productive and no one disturbs you and you are in flow and creativity. But let's be honest, each time we have huge to-do lists, we get nothing done on it and we feel like a failure. So less is more. Have a small to-do list, so small that it's almost ridiculous, of actionable and achievable objectives. Like not this huge thing, but smaller bites that you can get done you know it's like the example of these people who got lost somewhere where their car broke down and they were able to walk miles and miles and miles back to safety if they had known that they were they would have to walk a hundred kilometers or miles they would have never been able to do it because it seems so daunting but when they set an objective of i'll just walk until the next tree and then until the next rock By setting small yet achievable milestone or objectives, it's so much less overwhelming, you get much more done, and you have a sense of accomplishment. Another thing you can do is make a list of all of the benefits of not taking action right now and a list of the costs of not taking action and make sure that the costs, the the cost list is way bigger than the benefits so maybe the benefits is i can chill or i don't have to do that one thing that is annoying me or is stressful or i haven't been wanting to do and i can chill out and i can you know enjoy my time those would be the benefits and i'm not setting myself uh, up for failure or i might not get rejected because i'm procrastinating on doing that video like we have some benefits but what are the costs right now and for the next month or year or five or ten years well the cost of me procrastinating in my business is that i stay stuck and I feel frustrated and disappointed in myself, just like I have felt the past six months or three months. And I don't get to build that business that creates freedom. And I'm stuck worrying about money and transferring this to my kids or family members and not breaking that generational pattern. And in five or ten years, maybe I'll have to go back to my nine to five because I haven't been taking action. Nine to five that I used to hate. And now I can't even see my kids as much as I would wish because I don't have my business that gives me income and freedom. So make a list and write it down. Don't do it in your head. Write it down because your mind will clearly see that even though taking action is sometimes scary, it will still be way better than not taking action. Another thing you can do is commit to 10 minutes a day and that is it. Or 10 minutes three to four times a week. So if you've been, you know, not doing something and you're far behind, part of our mind is like, oh my God, it's so daunting. Everything I have to catch up that I'm just not going to do it. It's too big. Whereas if you tell yourself, I will commit to 10 minutes four times a week or 10 minutes a day of, you know, push-ups or abs or writing an email sequence or creating social media content or working on my high ticket offer then what is likely to happen is because you have no pressure and you know it's only 10 minutes at the end of your 10 minutes you probably want to continue and go on and actually complete the task and if not you've still got more done with those 10 minutes than with zero minutes because you're procrastinating. So you will always get more done, even if sometimes it feels like we wouldn't get anything valuable done within such short a period of time. 
And last but not least, have an action plan that feels amazing to you. Not what gurus tell you to do if it doesn't feel good. Not what you've watched on that last YouTube video or reels that doesn't feel aligned. Have a clear action plan that gives you time and space to still enjoy your life. That feels good and most importantly, that makes sense in your mind and that you trust will bring you to Rome. That will help you in whatever goal you are pursuing or project you're pursuing right now. It is so significant that in your mind it, it makes perfect sense and that you feel good and confident that whatever process you're undertaking is going to yield results rather than doubting that because obviously if we don't even feel that we're going to get anywhere by taking action, why would you ever take action? So this was it for today for the procrastination episode. I hope this was helpful. Procrastination is definitely something you will say goodbye to in Grow, Scale and Magnetize because the entire mindset aspect of Grow, Scale and Magnetize makes sure, ensures that whatever reason is making you procrastinate or if there is a part of your mind that is holding you back or making you creatively procrastinate or is holding you back from taking action, it will be dealt with. It will either be healed, let go of, smashed, reframed, and you will also get an action plan that makes complete sense to you on how you're going to grow and scale the business in a way that feels aligned without ever, God forbids, having to send a stupid cold message, which we don't do in the imposter syndrome terminator family. We attract clients to us instead. So you are very, very clear on how you're going to grow your monthly income, serve more clients with them getting amazing results and make more money each month that goes by while you grow a profitable and low stress business. So the link is in the description of this podcast episode to enroll and join us. And of course, if you have any questions, just send me a message on Instagram. So I hope you like this episode and have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inespadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.